This is Shar. This is Barb. And this is Plug Your Your Ears, Ears, where we sit back, chat a little, laugh a lot, and talk about anything we want. We're open, we're honest, and we're definitely not PC, so... Hey guys, uncork your wine! We are having Moscato tonight! And plug your ears. I missed that. I totally, totally missed that. That's alright, I went on without you. Yeah, I thank you for covering my ass on that one. Alright, so tonight, what are we going to cover tonight, Barb? Do you know? I do, best friend. Let me tell you about my best friend. So is that what we're going to cover? We're going to cover best friends? Best friends who kill each other. I would never have thunk it. So, should we kick right in with a story? Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. This takes place in Virginia. My sources were Cosmopolitan. It's the first article I brought up. New York Post, allthingsinteresting.com, and roanoke.com. You seem to like all things interesting.com. Have I used that before? Uh-huh. I, I really had to struggle to get this one. There's not a lot of backstory because there just wasn't. Huh. Like, was the front story really good, though? I, well, you can be the judge of that because Wiki was nowhere to be found with either of these girls' names. That's not true. Wiki never lets us down. Uh, Wiki let me down. Murderpedia? I, d- I couldn't find any murdery kind of things. I mean, I, there was like a People article, a Cosmo article, and then like news articles, like news stories. But there was a murder, right? There was a murder. Huh. And we can so, have it. Louise, Louisa Inez Cutting and Alex, uh, I did not write, Alex Cannon. They met online and they ended up living. That's how all good stories yeah. start. <laughs> Uh, they ended up living across from each other because they were both students at. I'm way. Uh, I'm just like jumping around my notes, and that's that's not like you. But I can read them. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Radford College in Virginia. Okay. Um, Isn't that a little private college? I. So they got along very well. So then they decided to become roommates. Louisa was president of the Latino Student Alliance. All of their social media pages were interwoven, pictures of them together, selfies together. Um, in fact, on, Ale- on one of Alexa's posts was a picture of the two of them together, and it was captioned, Love you more, Lou, and everyone pray that we don't kill each other this year. Oh, yeah. a little foreshadowing. With a little heart, you know, like the three with the brackety thing. Or a little foreshadowing. And Cannon was known for her interest in art and music. She also was epileptic, which a lot of, at the memorial, a lot of her family and friends spoke about her overcoming that and, you know, going to school. So Cannon got killed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on the morning of January 24th, 2019, neighbors reported hearing screaming and talk of a knife, so he called emergency services. And I don't know if that's, I, I don't know, that's the way it was stated in the article, and that's, I don't know what that means exactly, but when police arrived at the door, they were met by a woman covered in blood. Oh, 
oh shit. She reportedly turned around and put her hands behind her back and said, arrest me. I killed her. Wow. And inside the home, they found the body of Alexa Cannon with 40 stab wounds. Wow. And a butcher knife shoved into her mouth. Lizzie Borden had an ex. And a butcher Gave knife. her best friend 40 wax. Exactly. Or it should um, be Alexa Cannon. <laughs> during her interview, Louisa told police that she was doing cocaine with the devil. I mean, if you're going to do cocaine, let it be with someone interesting. And all of the articles that I read said that. So I don't know if that was like she was saying I was doing cocaine with the devil or she was doing cocaine with the devil. And that's why I killed her because there was never a motive ever. Wow. Well, except for the foreshadowed Facebook post. Except for the like mental illness of Louisa. Um, she also told police that she was doing mushrooms, Adderall. Xanax, marijuana, alcohol, and the worst of all, tobacco. Oh, wow. The That's killer quite a cocktail. Drug. That is quite a cocktail. I mean, aren't there, I don't know what mushrooms are. They're a psychedelic. They are a psychedelic. But like Adderall is an upper. Yep. And Xanax is a, a downer. downer. Marijuana is generally a downer. Alcohol is a down, like a. Mm. Alcohol starts as an upper and goes to And a then downer. cocaine. Oh, Jesus. Which is a big upper. Yeah. That's quite a mix of ups and downs. With a psychological issue. Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, dead air. When being questioned by police, it, that's when she said that she was doing cocaine with the devil. And she confessed again, and she was rambling and given to, quote, bizarre series of episodes. Like epileptic episode? No, it's canon that was epileptic. Yeah. Okay. Bizarre series of episodes. I don't know what that means, but she talked about the apocalypse and she recited the Hail Mary I in talk about Spanish. the apocalypse all the time, though. During a police interview after you just killed someone? Totally. I'd be oh. the first person to be like, and then the aliens came down? <laughs> because I had my the alien tequila to <laughs> add to my mix of uppers and downers. I had on my uh, my metal strainer, metal colander on my head yeah. to make sure that they came and found she me. She was just covered in blood. I mean, every now and then, I, um, it's a, I don't even know where to go with that. So, she, and she recited the Hail Mary in Spanish, then repeatedly tried to shove her entire fist into her mouth. While being interviewed by the cops. Yes, during okay. her police interview. Ironically, guess what she was majoring in? Psychology! Ding, 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 we have a winner! <laughs> the shrieks are the crazy ones, and the quiets are the ones to be worried about. Oh, yeah. Um, a search of the apartment found smoking devices, pills, and a brown chalky substance. And that was cited in brown several. Brown chalky? In the kitchen, yeah. What the fuck is a brown chalky I don't substance? Know. I was wondering if, like, um, what's that other thing that's like the cheap man's cocaine crack or something? Is that brown? <laughs> I have never done drugs a day in my life. I've never even really seen anything other than marijuana. I, mean, I, don't, you know that I don't have a fucking clue. The thin white line. But yeah, like and then you got the coke nail with a pinky nail. And is the crack is the crack black brown? I don't know. But you don't snort it though. I don't think. Don't you? No, don't you? No, you only you snort it. coke. You smoke, you smoke crack. crack. Well, I don't, but you do. No, I do not. Don't put words into my mouth. 
child listens. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, I got a note on that. Mental note. So Google Shar says that uh, crack is a white powdery substance, and or I'm sorry, that cocaine's white powdery substance, and crack is found in a rock form, generally white, cream, tan, or light brown. Oh, Google brown powdery drug. Oh, okay, you keep talking, and I'll Google right. that. But you have to have your full attention for this one because she retained as her attorney Blair Howard. It says cocaine. Mixed with gunpowder, the powder often contains nit- nitroglycerin, which is a drug prescribed for heart conditions. Right. So it allows it to move more freely through the body. Oh, that's creepy. Then it opens the vessels and just allows it to absorb faster. I don't know. I don't do drugs. I don't either. I don't even. That's ha- gunpowder. It doesn't seem like you should snort gunpowder. Well, crack is in the form of I don't well this is cocaine so I don't think I don't know gunpowder and coke <laughs> that's probably where that song came from <laughs> oh okay okay so you have my you, full she, attention now she retained as her attorney Blair Howard does that name ring any bells Blair Howard isn't that an OJ attorney it is a Lorena Bobbitt attorney oh I love Lorena Bobbitt. Nothing like taking the power into your own hands. <laughs> There's that old joke about putting someone's nuts on top of the fridge. Yeah. She just one-upped it. Yeah. She took it to another level. Or she took it down a level, I guess. Oh. Well, I don't know. But, yeah, no. So, she was charged with second-degree murder. On October 7th, 2019, she took a plea and was imposed a 40-year sentence to be suspended after 20 with 10 years supervision by a probation officer upon release. Doesn't seem like very much for, like, such a brutal... And then she, she and there was, was some ranting sort of, and... There was some sort of hatred or some sort of anger. You don't just stab someone 40 times. They say that that's the one that has been harbored resentment or anger or hatred they don't her there was another quote in here from her attorney that said um defense attorney blair howard and this is straight from all that's interesting.com defense attorney blair howard claimed cutting had quote a mental illness not cotton huh cutting cutting what did i say the whole time we've been calling her cotton did I? <laughs> cutting. No, I said cutting. No. It's cutting. I heard cotton. Oh, well, it's not. We, Sorry. we all know my hearing is not okay. And she suffered a psychotic episode on the night of the murder. Oh. So it was deemed like a, well, according to her so attorney. So they didn't do an insanity defense? Well, she or took the plea she fled? because um, that way her, like, Alexa's family wouldn't have to go through that whole horrific trial. Oh, so she was being nice to the family of the victim. Well, I think she was taking 20 as opposed to 40. Right, right, because God knows what a jury would give her. And she confessed, so what what was going to be her defense? There's no sense having a trial when she's like, yeah, I did it, I killed her. Right. And And she did admit guilt. I I would assume that her attorney advised her to take the plea. Probably. 
because it's not like they advised her to prove innocent at that point. There's nothing. And it, it, through it all, all of the, you know, the different sources, there was never, it was like they were, a motive could not be established. Like, she just went nuts out. There, I, I'm sorry, I find it, I mean, a, a motive may not have been established, but I find it hard to believe that there's not a motive. I mean, there is something that happened, something that's harbored, something there. You don't just stab someone 40 times well, for absolutely no, just because you did some gunpowder and coke. And this, is, this was the other interesting thing is that this was just last year, and I could not find, I googled Alexa Cannon. Cannon. I told you you've been calling her. No, Cannon. Alexa is Cannon. Louisa is Cutting. Oh, okay. So it's my fault. But like, I couldn't find anything about. It, it did say that she was formerly from Roanoke. That's where she grew up. But I have nothing about her past. They didn't even mention what she was studying in school. Okay, and I'm very let down by you because you really like it when they say. I know. You didn't I, tell us anything about Roanoke. Oh. Well, she didn't live in Roanoke anymore. She lived in wherever this college was. I'm just, I'm very let down by her. Oh, I'm sorry. I was hauling ass to get to, get to this point. I know. I watched you do it while I was scraping paint. Because <laughs> I'm excited. But usually, especially a murder that's this recent, there's so much of everything. Dude. I mean, where are you, Wiki? I would be the first person to start scouring Facebook. Well, Let me check out this chick's Facebook page. You know there's a memorial page. I yeah, just want to see Yeah, and they did have all of that. But basically, I mean, and a lot of the articles that I pulled from had pictures of the two of them from their social media. I was like, what is it? It's not going to give me any more. I would think that her parents had already scoured and deleted and so anything. And, yeah. Anything that we would find juicy. So I apologize right now for the dog. We have new neighbors moving in. So he is a barker lot of tonight. Hold on. Okay, so that's that's my story. That's it. Yeah, a little bit short, but pretty Didn't juicy. Have to sound like a Hubert, eh? All it needed was juicy here. with the with the uh, forty stabbings and butcher. I just can't get past the butcher knife stuffed in her mouth. I don't under, maybe she was talking shit. Maybe that was a way to signify you shouldn't be talking shit. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I like to talk shit. So yeah, like, I do. It's my favorite. With a butcher knife in my mouth. We all know I deserved it. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what that signifies. I mean, it's, it's got to be something to shut her up. It's got to, well, they were arguing uh, loudly. The neighbor called. Uh, there it is. It's got to be to shut her up. Shut the fuck up. Bitch. Here, <laughs> chew on this. Right, I'm surprised she didn't cut out her tongue. That would have been juicy. Mm -hmm. cool. All right, so now that um, I haven't been drinking in a few weeks, so now that I can't feel my lips, <laughs> time, to go, I, time to go. I absolutely hate going second because I can never feel my fucking lips. And you got a book over I there. I got a book. I got a story for you. Let me tell you, first and foremost, because I have sucked at this shit lately, I got my information from New York Daily News, BuzzFeed.com, WSBTV.com, and NBCNews.com. So 
So guess what I did not use, Barb? Wiki, 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 wiki was absent this week. I didn't even, I got so much off these other websites that I failed to go to my go-to. I did not need it this week. So I'm going to go with, there's a girl. There's always a girl. There's always a girl. Her name is Megan Fiera Muska. Mm-hmm. You got the can't pronounce names. Right. Well, Megan, Megan, had a best friend. Ta-da! So, um, some of us get lucky with our best friends, and Megan's best friend did not get very lucky with hers. But I think you got lucky with yours. Barb. I did. Yay! So, these two chicks had been friends for over 10 years. They attended and met at a Texas Bible institution together Ooh. in Columbus, Texas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They were both active members of the Abundant Life Fellowship Church Camp and Youth Group. So like many besties dream of, dude, just not us. Let's not have this dream. These two girls got pregnant together. Oh, hell no. Oh, see? We bond on the no baby. No baby, no baby, no baby. Stop! So they got pregnant together. They both gained weight together. They binged together. Well, they we were... could gain weight together. <laughs> oh, please, no. I don't no. want to gain no Let's weight. Let's lose weight together. I'm good with that. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to run again, but... Yeah. If would... I'm running, you might want to start running because something's chasing my ass. If I'm running, it's because somebody made me. And I'm tripping you because the milk, <laughs> you and not me. <laughs> Have you seen the YouTube videos with the trainer that's riding down the street in the back of a, like in the trunk of a car, just handing out dollar bills oh. so that the people would chase them and take oh. the dollar? I would run for that. Just run, I mean, hundreds maybe. You know, if it's a three mile run and you're just going to keep handing them out, it's going to equal like a hundred bucks. So yeah, I think I'd have to I go. I'd have to get at least like 10. I would run a 5K for 100 bucks. I'm not a runner. I'm not good at running. I'm not good at running either. I'm not good at anything. So, not sports. You know that. If it's athletics, I'll do it, but I ain't good at it. So, these girls gained weight, binged, totally did all the pregnant things together. Um, They even joked or hoped, I don't know if it was a joke or a hope, that they were close enough that they could have their babies on the same day. Hmm. Yeah. So in April of 2013, Heidi posted on her Facebook page that she was spending the day with her best friend and they were going to decide on baby shower invites. This was for her first child. So Heidi's first child, not Megan's. The next month, they put on Facebook pictures of them together at a beach with how much they love each other. So these girls were like legit best friends for 10 years, not, Hmm. you know, it's only true if it's Facebook official. Right. And they were Facebook besties. So they did live in totally different cities that were about was it about 165 miles oh, wow. apart. That's pretty so far. we're talking three hours away. Um, so I am absolutely ashamed of myself for never hearing, having heard this story because it is good and I like this shit. <laughs> so, granted, I don't have cable, so I don't have news, so any of the information I need or well, want, I go like and search 2013, up. you said? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're talking a few. Well, in 2013, I did have cable. I hadn't cut that cord yet, so, yeah, my fault. So, Megan Feria Muska, she went by Megan Humphrey. She huh? was supposedly 37 weeks pregnant 
and she drove all the way to Austin to because her best friend was going to have the baby. This was in November 25th of 2018. So the first baby was 2013. The second baby was 2018. Okay, wait. Heidi. Okay, so the the 2013 was, was the, her first baby. The pregnancy together? No. Oh, 2018 was the pregnancy. Gotcha. Together. Okay. So on November 25th, 2018, after being told that her best friend Heidi Broussard was having her baby, she drove over there. She it's was my friend's birthday, Ginger. Oh, is it? One day after Bailey. Ah, good one. So she went to their house. She had an extra house key so she could come and go as she pleased while she was having her baby. She was going to stay with them. Where's baby daddy's? Baby daddy was there. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so, well, at least Heidi's baby daddy was there. Um, Megan drove, obviously, right. hours, so that baby daddy was back at home. So the house key that they allowed her to borrow, she was going to put on the counter when she left. Mm -hmm. Guess what never appeared on the counter? The house key. The house key. So Megan, who was 33 at the time, was in the delivery room with her best friend Heidi um, as she brought her daughter into the world, which they named Margot. Ew. <laughs> Are you name shaming right now? I am Barbie? right now. Don't name shame. Margot. Margot. I, mean, I had a girlfriend who named her daughter Stella, and I fucking love it. Bring back name, the old names. Name like what? That. Stella. Stella. Yeah, like Stella. So I they like were in Stella. The I just don't know about the Margot. I don't know. It just seems very English. What is that? I I don't know. It seems very old, and I love it. I don't like it. I, it doesn't seem old. It just seems stupid. Okay, Barbara. <laughs> That's very old. <laughs> you know what I got my whole life? Oh, my mom's name's Barbara. Yeah, it's better than what I got my whole life. I got charcoal, charbroil, sardines was my personal favorite after sardines. Charlene. That was a Dutcher. Sardines, Charlene, Charlene, Charlene sardines. Tell yeah, Dutcher just that's wrong. No, that one it doesn't kinda, even. That one kind of scarred me. Um, but he didn't lock me in a shed, and he locked somebody else in a shed. So I guess. I'll take sardines. So, <laughs> <laughs> such a good way to measure, right? You didn't lock me in a shed for a day. A day? Oh, it was, oh. I'm going to go with me and Dutcher and Daniel were, we must have been, uh, like 11 at the time, maybe 12. And I think we went home and had dinner. <laughs> So you were an accomplice to this shed locking. No, 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 no. I found out about it after the fact. I think Dutch, I don't, I, all I remember is her dad was livid, went all Why the way. Why did he do it? Um, because she wouldn't shut up, and he told her to shut up, and she, he, he never really dealt with, like, you know him. It's yeah. just his way, the highway, you get whatever you get if you don't do it his way. Love the dude. We are still friends, folks. So, <laughs> uh, so, needless to say, when they were in the hospital and Heidi was giving birth to Margot, um, Shane Carey, who was Heidi's, was it was baby daddy. Okay. He later told the police that Megan appeared visibly pregnant while she was at the hospital. He was sure she was pregnant. Um, now, Heidi's family noticed that in the hospital while the baby was being born, Megan began acting funny. So, like, 
when they were going to introduce the baby to grandpa, Megan jumped in and was like, oh, I need to hold the baby first because I've got to leave. So it was like she was in a hurry to get the hell out of there. Um, or I don't know if she wanted to kind of assert her dominance and huh. see that she is the most important in the room. Now, another friend that was in the birthing room said that Megan was super quiet the whole time. And that when Heidi was having the baby, she just kind of sat there and then she just abruptly left when the baby was born. Now, the baby was born at 10, 12 p.m. It was on November 26th, so it was the next day. Mm -hmm. So she'd been there like a full 24 hours. Now, we know me. I'm reading this and I'm like, well, if it was born at 10, 12 p.m., I'd be like, give me the baby. I got to go because I got some night night time. don't love babies but oh my god I love sleep right so I'd be the first one to be like Barb hand me the baby I'll give it to your mom after the fact but I gotta say hello let it know me and get the fuck to my bed that's just the way I am so I wasn't even thinking anything when they said that now the next day so November 27th allegedly Megan told her boyfriend that she went into labor and she had the baby there. He was not pregnant. Or that, not he was. He was not pregnant. He wasn't pregnant. He wasn't. Surprise! He wasn't present for the delivery of his child. Let me guess, she had a girl. She did have a girl. She told investigators later that she couldn't even remember the name of the birthing center where she had the baby. And that nobody went with her to have this kid. Which, hello. If I was going to be doing something shady, a quick Goobs will right. tell you some birthing centers. And then I found myself actually like thinking about if I was in this situation and I was faking a pregnancy and I was going to do it the day after my best friend gave birth, what I would do would be like to find a private-based medulla. And then well, yeah, figure, but they have medical records. That's what they were going for. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't direct them to a specific place if there are no medical records. Right. And she couldn't direct them to a specific place because she forgot what it was called. Medical biller over here. I know. (laughs) Damn it. And I tried so hard to figure a way to get her to cover her ass. Yeah, there's no way. My legal brain couldn't come up with anything. So, as creepy as it was to have sat and actually thought about that, (laughs) I could help this girl out not a lick. So she named her baby Luna May. So we've got a Margo and a Luna. I like Margo more. I like Luna more, except for that I'm beginning to feel like maybe Mom's a little crazy, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, we can feel that way. So Heidi's fiancé, back to Heidi Broussard with the real baby, Margo, the fiancé said that he never saw pictures of Megan's baby, which you would think, and again, I'm not your normal person, but if I was having a kid... And you were having, like, you had just had your baby, and I was having my baby. The minute it popped out, I would take a picture and do the good old-fashioned postcard. Wish you were here, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So it would would just be a good old-fashioned bad postcard. But you'd still get it immediately. Because if you're my best friend, I want to share this. So now Broussard, this was... November 26th that all that happened. Heidi. And she's the real mom. She's the real mom. So Heidi was reported missing the night of December 12th. 
so we're talking three weeks later, um, she was reported by Carrie, her fiance, who came home from work that afternoon and found her missing from the apartment. And the baby? So her car was outside. The baby was gone. Mom was gone. Her purse, her wallet, her everything was still in the car. So, but not knowing that that stuff was still in the car, he had initially believed that she might have taken the baby to go pick up the older son, who was six years old, from school. So he wasn't initially thinking anything could really be out of sorts. He was just like, huh, that's odd. Her stuff's still in the car. So at that time, the police official said that she had last been seen alive dropping the boy off at his elementary school that morning. And when Carrie returned from picking up their son, that's when he noticed that her car was unlocked, the wallet, and everything was still in it. Her keys and her cell phone were missing. Now, Marco's baby supplies, Marco had jaundice. Her baby supplies, including her formula, her diapers, her jaundice meds, bless you. Thank you. Everything was still at the apartment. Ooh. Right. So then they started calling families and friends, families um, and friends, and they didn't find Heidi, so Carrie called the police at that point. Now, Shane Carey stated that Heidi would not abandon her family especially her son. Right. So the investigation into her disappearance heated up on 20 on 2018. <laughs> <laughs> in on December 18th. So a woman had come forward and she said that wow, did you hear that word? Heard. <laughs> she had come forward and said that she was driving through the apartment complex and that she had seen a light-colored four-door vehicle Stop perpendicular, perpendicular to the, my childish self was just like, she said dicular, um, to, <laughs> to the parking space. Oh, Lord. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't grow up. The woman did follow the resident of, of, resident of the complex. She told the police that a white woman emerged from between the two buildings carrying an infant in a knit cap. Um, she said that she wa- the white woman walked towards the car where another woman emerged from the front passenger seat and greeted the woman with the baby. So the front seat passenger opened the rear passenger side door of the vehicle and the adult female carrying the small infant entered the rear passenger side, put the infant in, and they drove away. Sounds legit to me, right? Like we would do that, right? So the witness said that the woman with the baby did not have time to secure the baby in the child seat before the car drove away, though. They, the affidavit did not say who was driving the car, but KVUE reported, which is their news We're on station. Your side. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> they reported that the woman was presented with a photo, photo lineup, including Megan, on December 19th of 2019, and the woman that she saw in the car with Heidi and Margot was Megan. So according to the affidavit, this residence picked her out or picked her up and mm. everything they talked to a couple more residents in the complex and everything backed up this lady's story. The cameras in the complex even caught a light colored four door vehicle um, with the outline, the window placement and general appearance that was consistent to Megan's gray 2015 Nissan. Oh. That was driving northbound towards well, the wheel. Who was driving? We don't know. So it was driving Do northbound. Do we ever know? I don't. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. It sucks. 
man, now I feel like I got a loophole. Damn it, you just ruined my story. So um, I have so many, so don't feel so bad. I, I, I win the loophole of the week. I, I didn't even, like. Wait, when did we stop the asshole of the week? Anyways, go ahead. We stopped the asshole of the week a while ago. I think when we lost the asshole clapper. <laughs> really, we must find it. So the investigators began focusing on Megan. They obtained a search warrant, and they searched her internet history. What they found was all linked to a Gmail. Um, How to steal a baby. <laughs> right. This Gmail was Megan's. Um, she had searched on the day that her that Heidi and her baby vanished. Megan had searched reasons for Amber Alert, and Amber Alert issued in Austin. This was before an alert was issued for the missing pair. Uh. Two days later, two days later, she searched bodies found in Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. She had also she had also Googled Heidi Broussard at least a hundred and sixty-two times in the five weeks prior to her arrest. That would predate Heidi's kidnapping by about four weeks. She Googled her name before she kidnapped her for four weeks. A hundred and sixty-two times. I would get so bored Googling the same person 162 times. You know, I love you. I've never Googled your name. I love you. And I love you even more for never having Googled me. Good. Don't Google my cat. (laughs) I mean, realistically, I've Googled myself before. And do you know what comes up when I Google myself? Hmm. My sister. My sister is a much, much cooler person than me, apparently. So, so apparently, when my sister's phenomenal, do not want to negate in any way her unbelievable military career, she is everywhere. And it's all about the fact that she was one of four in the first all-female medevac flights in the history of the Army. So, by her making history, it's all about my sister. So... Cell phone data pinpointed Megan's movements before, during, and after the investigation. Um, the data showed that she did travel from Houston to Austin on November 26th, which is the day Margot was born, and that she remained in the area throughout the next day. It also showed her in the area of Heidi's apartment complex the day that Heidi and Margot disappeared. This was all according to the court docs. So the FBI and the Texas State... I'm so sorry, guys. I'm drinking. Can't (laughs) seem to do this. So FBI and Texas State investigators set up surveillance on her on December 19th on Megan on the home where she lived with her ex-boyfriend, Christopher Green. Um, The Texas Department of Public Safety also sent a helicopter into the air to watch the house from above. Hmm. The pilot of the helicopter spotted Megan's Bursa parked in the backyard between the house and the garage. The vehicle was parked in a manner that they say is consistent with attempting to hide it from public view. So Green left we the house. The eye in the sky. Right? It's a kappa choppa. So Green left the house in a different vehicle that day and headed to Target, where investigators spotted him shopping for baby clothes, buying formula, and getting stuff that you would need to basically have an infant. Which I find very interesting because I had all that shit before my kid was right. born. Plus, she's had the baby for weeks. Right. A month. Right. 
so and what I find interesting it was it was and this is this is what I did rabbit hole and couldn't find information. It was three weeks after Margot was born that Heidi and the baby disappeared. So where did this Christopher Green think his baby and baby right. mama was? I was, was wondering for three about weeks? that too when you were um, saying that it was three weeks later. I was like, well, so where does baby daddy think? Of? I mean, he didn't see the baby for he, three weeks. Right. I don't know if he thought she was still in the birthing center in Texas. I could not find the information that said where he believed they were for three weeks before this infant popped into his house. Um, so they did say the DPS investigators intercepted him outside the store. When they stopped him, Green told the, inve- the investigators that he and Megan had been in a relationship since 2016, so a couple years, but that they had just broken up in March. So I don't know. I mean, they still live together, which doesn't explain the three weeks. He said it was around that time that Heidi announced her pregnancy. They did continue to live together. And as the months passed, he said he watched Heidi's belly grow. He said that he... Like, did he see it naked, though? He said that he touched her stomach and it felt hard. However, because they were no longer a couple, he hadn't seen a bare stomach the entire pregnancy. Oh, well then. Right. But I would think as a father, you would still want to see the bare belly. I don't know. He said that the state of their relationship, and I quote, did not lend itself to seeing her in stages of undress. Yes, yeah, so I, mean, I guess that makes sense. So he told the investigators that Heidi told him on December twelfth that she was going to the beach with her cousin. She returned the following day. She got there and she said, "Don't be mad, don't be mad." Green said that Heidi told him as he walked into the house on December thirteenth. Um, and when Green asked why he would be mad, she said that there was a baby in the bed. She said, right. According to the document, the investigators showed Green a flyer from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which had photos of Heidi and the baby. He said, that's the baby at my house. When he saw Margot's picture. Oh, so when he went to Target, he already knew. That's the baby at his house. But he didn't think anything of it being somebody other than Megan's? I don't know. Well, because it was on a missing poster? I... He, I don't, he not the brightest bulb? Apparently. So the investigators who talked to him outside um, relayed the conversation to their colleagues, which were watching the former couple's home. When the surveillance team spotted Megan step outside with a baby monitor in her hand, that's when the Texas Ranger approached her. So Megan told the Ranger that she had given birth on March 12th. March 12th. What? Yeah, at a birthing center in the Woodlands, a planned community about 30 miles north of Houston. She said, however, that she couldn't remember the name of the actual center. She then contradicted... Yeah, I don't know where I had my kids either. Right. Some random place. Right. It's not like on the birth certificate. Um, She also contradicted the ex-boyfriend's timeline of her return home, stating that she took her daughter home the same day she gave birth. When the ranger confronted her about the discrepancy of the location and date that she said that she gave birth, she told him it was not in Austin. Heidi was arrested that evening. Or I'm sorry, not Heidi. Megan. Megan. Was Megan, not Megan. Megan. Megan was arrested that evening. M-A-G-A-N? M-A-G-E-N. Oh, G-E-N. Megan. Megan. It's Meg I. (laughs) I don't know why that came out of my mouth. So she was arrested that evening. 
at which time Margot was found unharmed inside the house. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, wait. Margot's the baby. I know. Luna May. Heidi. So, officers who descended on the home noted that the immediate and unmistakable odor of decomposing oh, flesh coming from Heidi. the trunk of Megan's car. So, they opened the trunk to find Heidi's body. Oh. She was stuffed into a black duffel bag. There was a hundred, this was 165 miles from Heidi's house. Oh. So, the newspaper said it was In unclear. Texas. Yeah. So, the newspaper said it was unclear if Megan was ever actually pregnant. The sad part is, while they confirmed the baby's identity, on identity via English is hard. <laughs> <laughs> while they confirmed the baby's identity via DNA, they placed her with CPS. So here's a three-week-old baby that has a dad that's looking for her that they placed right. with somebody that she doesn't know. That's the part that actually saddens me. And I. I'm not a baby person. Why wouldn't person. they give it to the dad? That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, that's a time that the dad, I mean, he's already had weeks that he's been missing his baby. This is time the dad can never get back with the infant. And although the infant won't remember that. It's it, a bonding. Yes, yes. So I actually felt bad at this point. So here's a cool podcast note. Just, I thought, maybe irrelevant, but I'm like, podcast. So a mutual friend named Carissa Nolte had a she had called into a podcast when Heidi disappeared. So this was again December twelfth. She um, was wow only to be told that the cops were descending on Megan's house. So she told what's called J for Justice. I talk to Megan every day. She's been like sick over this. She just had a baby and she's breastfeeding. When pressed on the new baby, she continued. Her name is Luna May, and she's 15 days old, maybe 16 days old. She revealed she had never met the child, but that she sounded sweet when she heard her in the background while on the phone with Megan. So, now Megan is facing two counts of kidnapping and one count of tampering with evidence. Autopsies revealed that Heidi... about the murder? Right. Oh. No, no. She's not charged with murder. Two counts of kidnapping, one count of tampering with evidence. When you said, what about the murder? I'm like, right. Like, there, there's I, no murder I charge. I thought you said, wait. I no, thought we were going to get there. Right. So, autopsies revealed that Heidi died from ligature tra- strangula- strangulation. Strangulation. Oh, it's English. Oh. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Which then made the cops launch the investigation. Um, Megan was in custody at the Travis, Travis County Correctional Complex. Um, her bond for each kidnapping charge was set at $100,000 and an additional bond of $400,000 for the tampering with evidence. Yeah. Tampering with evidence? It's worth $400,000 bond. But don't worry, kidnapping's only 100 Right. So her attorney, Brian Erskine, in a statement asked that the public resist to rush to judgment. He said the cursory information contained in the recently received, released probable cause affidavit is nothing more than mere allegations. Yeah. So she, her bond is still set at $600,000. Um, the psych part of this was interesting. So the affidavit says that the FBI Behavioral Analyst Unit, I said that, did an assessment of maternal desire for the case. 
When mothers have lost a pregnancy or have falsified pregnancies and have materialized the desire to have a child by taking possession of another child. So that's what they're doing. They're calling this is a maternal desire. The affidavit was unsealed and notes that the FBI Behavioral Analyst Unit found that she fits the profile of a woman who could kidnap a child out of the desire to be a mother. And I quote, members of the unit provided an assessment of maternal desire, specifically that mothers have lost pregnancy or falsified pregnancy, and it has materialized in this matter. That's not a defense. That doesn't make it okay. No. No. But what they're saying is, for all the girls out there that fake a pregnancy, be careful because this is what happens. Creepy. It's creepy. It is creepy. And unfortunately, because it's a newer matter, I don't have an outcome for you. And you know me, I hate things that don't have outcomes. But this one does not have an outcome. And I think, Barb, that's all I have for us. Well, that's jacked up. I don't even, I think it, the bad part is, again, the part that bothers me, who hates babies, is that they took the child and put it in CPS instead yeah, of the dad. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, do you know if the dad got the baby back? The dad did get the baby oh, back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, that okay. makes me feel better. Yes, yes. No, they certainly didn't, like, give it to Christopher Green. I mean, he would have been a better, that's. Lena's dad. Oh, the baby daddy. Yeah. The pretend baby daddy. Yeah. He would have been a better, a better baby daddy than Margo, or than Megan. Well, yeah, except for that he kind of went along with it at that point when he, oh, so, I, I, I don't think he was, I don't think he was the sharpest crayon. Uh, that's what I'm thinking is that he was probably a pretty dull screwdriver in the toolbox. Yeah, I don't think he was the sharpest. Sharp. English is hard. English is so hard. Okay, so since we're having problems with English, stupid Moscato, let's do this. Hey, Barb. Tell me something good. No, that was not even that close was to being together. No, I think that's too much um, Moscato. Let me think. I'm digging our new equipment, but that was part of our something good last week. Yeah. I think it works well with the two of us. And we have our matching, apparently we're trouble when we're together, who knew mugs? Yes, they're awesome. Mine, of course, is black. My Barb's, of course, is a pretty little lilac, because, you yeah, know, one sunshine. It's pink, but, you know, it's all good. One sunshine and happy, and one's the dark side. And that's me. I'm the dark side. <sighs> She's getting into my psyche, though. You are becoming a little bit more dark. So is that your tell me something good? Um, I'm thinking. So I'm not sure. I think last week part of my tell me something good was that I was about done collecting donations for the fundraiser. Right. Oh, I have a really something good, but I'm not sure that you want me to mention it. No. So our fundraiser went over wonderfully. I'll crypt. I'll speak cryptically. Let's not. I no. I'm saying it. So. Our fundraiser this went is over. A, this our, is a let me do my something good. Our fundraiser went well. We raised a ton of money. Had a couple of people get super drunk, which was entertaining. Nice. My cousin actually showed up, not to not because of the fundraiser, but because she was just there. Um, so she got to see some of my friends from high school. That was pretty awesome. 
So the fundraiser did well. I am still upset about the fact that I don't know if I won my mitten yet because if I win this mitten, it's going in our podcast room. Nice. So that is my tell me something. I just have to add that do not do it. As well as she's getting in her darkness is soaking into my psyche. She currently is in a situation, she as in Shar. I am that, not in any sort of no, situation. No, no. I, where she's hopeful, and I like that. And it makes me, she's just very cute about it. And sometimes I want to pinch your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't pinch my cheeks. Oh, I so badly want to pinch your cheeks. But yeah. I won't. But yeah. she's pretty cute when she's hopeful. Yeah, no, I'm I might not, have to take a picture I'm, of that. I'm not hopeful very often. I know, and that's why it's so stinking cute. Yeah, I don't appreciate this right now, Barb. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I can delete it. I can edit. Love you, Barbara Jean. You better not. So. Don't make me sick of put your knife in your mouth. I said, shut up. <laughs> I think we're going to switch places. I'm going to be the dark one, and you're going to be the Susie Sunshine. I'm never giving you the code to get in my house again. (laughs) (laughs) Barb's like, fuck it, I don't need a code. I don't mean I don't need a key. (laughs) Yes. So, on that note, you guys, I guess it's time. You can unplug your ears. Have a good one, y'all.